This is Bruce Martin of Race Day. It's the home stretch of another exciting NTT IndyCar Series season, and Honda has played a major part in the success and excitement of 2019. From the thrilling performances of Alexander Rossi at Andretti Autosport and the legendary five-time NTT IndyCar Series champion Scott Dixon, along with the additions of exciting rookies Colton Herta, Felix Rosenquist, Santino Ferrucci, and Marcus Erickson, Honda has led the way in excitement in 2019. Those are just a few of the big-name drivers that have competed for Honda this season. Our next guest is longtime Honda IndyCar driver Graham Rahal of Rahal Letterman Lanigan Racing, the son of former three-time kart champion and 1986 Indianapolis 500 winning driver Bobby Rahal has had a solid top 10 season in the NTT IndyCar Series, but has not been able to drive to victory lane. His best finish so far in 2019 is a third place at Texas Motor Speedway in June. I caught up with Rahal to talk about that and other topics on today's Honda IndyCar Report. It's the Honda IndyCar Report, and today we're pleased to be joined by Honda driver Graham Rahal, driver of the number 15 Honda. We're at Iowa Speedway, where Team Rahal, Letterman, Lanigan guys have qualified fairly well, but it's going to be a really hot weekend, and how do you foresee Saturday night's Iowa 300 under those conditions? Well, it's going to be tough. I mean, like you said, it's going to be hot, uh, super hot, and uh, although, you know, Saturday looks like it's going to cool off a little bit, um, you know, this is always a, a tough place to go race, let alone heats like this. Uh, you know, I just think that, uh, you know, we need to pre be prepared for anything. Uh, last year was a pretty straightforward race, lots of green flag periods. Uh, who knows how this is going to go this time around. With the driving quality in the series now gone up, you know, I don't expect a lot more yellow flags uh, anymore, you know, in, in races in general. But, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's going to be a tough one like it always is. So we'll uh, – We'll see how it uh, we'll see how it works out. How would you assess the way your season has gone in the number fifteen Honda? I think it's like um, you know I was saying about this earlier today. I shot my own. Just like how how do I feel like we've done? You know I think that it's I think actually we've raced pretty well at a lot of places. Indianapolis is going to haunt us. It's going to haunt us not from the fact that we didn't finish third, but or fourth or whatever, but from the fact that. Points wise, that really shaped our season in the wrong direction. Because now, you know, you look at, I think the the gap between finishing third or fourth at Indian twenty seventh was like almost fifty points or something crazy, and you know, fifty points to put us fourth in the championship right now. So, you know, I, I we we've had a good year. Um, let a couple really good opportunities slip. Toronto was disappointing. Our car, I mean. I heard they didn't show much on TV, but we passed a ton of cars at Toronto. I think had one of the, the fastest cars for sure. So to let that one slip, you know, kind of hurt. Um, but we've also maximized others where maybe we weren't as strong. Uh, so goods and bads, you know, that's the way it goes. I, I just think we still need to work on our pace a little bit. We need to get our cars a little bit more competitive than what they are in a couple of areas. But uh you know, if we can come out of Iowa here with really good result, you know, I feel good about uh, going into Road, Amer or, uh, <laughs> Road America, Mid-Ohio next week. 
From a team standpoint, Takuma Sato's had a pretty good season. He won the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama at Barber Motorsports Park. That was a race where Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing swept the front row. For a guy who's 42 years old, he seems to be getting faster with age. Yeah, no, I just think he's doing a good job. He's not, you know, Eddie's giving him a lot of confidence. He's had some really good race cars. Uh, you know, he's not. He's just not making the mistakes he used to, so... You know, I think it's putting him in a good place to, to be able to go race on, on Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's uh, it's been a good benefit for, for both of us. I think this year we've, you know, performance-wise, he's qualified a little better than me, and I've raced a little bit better than him, uh, depending on the, on the area. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, Alabama was a great performance for both of us, and it was disappointing to, uh, to not see it through and, uh, and get the win on, on our car. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, he's done a great job this year. I don't know what else to say. You had a very good finish at Road America. Does that give you reason to believe that you can translate that over to the next road course on the schedule, which is one of your favorite facilities, the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course, pretty close to where you grew up in the Columbus area? Yeah, I think that uh, I think we're, we're looking good. I think that... Um, you know, off of Road America, but then also Toronto. I think we learned some great stuff at Toronto. So uh, between the two of those, I mean, I feel, I feel strongly that we're uh, we're in a good spot, and you know, we should be pretty competitive as we go forward. You know, into uh, into Mid Ohio. So I'm excited. It's uh, my home race. It's an important race for me. Um, you know, I love going and 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 competing there. Having won there in 2015, it's a it's a special place for me. And uh, let's just hope that we can make it happen. Your victory there in 2015, you've said several times this year, remains your favorite win. It's obviously for a lot of reasons. It's a place that you know quite well. You grew up in the area. What are some of the other things that made that victory so special for Graham Rahal? Well, in the year, too, you know, we were in a, in a really good place in the championship that year, uh, and it really helped us close the gap to Montoya. But you know, I mean, just being at home, you know, the home crowd, I'll never forget uh, doing the donuts after the finish and just looking up and, you know, seeing all the people go nuts. It's, uh, it's a moment that I'll never, ever forget. And, uh, you know, being sharing that podium with, with my good friend Justin Wilson was, uh, was extremely special as well. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, just uh, an important, important, uh, important day in my career. And, you know, like I said, I just hope that we can – make it happen again. I don't see why we can't. We've had really good runs there in, in the past, and uh, hopefully we can get another one. What is the most challenging part of the Mid-Ohio sports car course as far as an IndyCar driver is concerned? Well, the elevation, because to go fast there, you really have to push to the limit. And, uh, you know, we say that everywhere, but there's certain areas it's just trickier than the others. And, you know, at Mid-Ohio, you have a lot of elevation. Uh, you have a ton even through the keyhole up in turns two. Uh, at the end of the back straight, turn four really falls away from you. Then you go way up the hill, you know, straight up pretty much into five and six. And, you know, so it's, it, the elevation just makes that such a challenging track to, uh, to figure out and to find the speed. And, you know, I think we're all used to it. We've all raced there a long time now. Um, so hopefully we can, uh, you know, we can have a good weekend. Hopefully our car will be a little bit more settled than we've had at some of the other road courses. But, you know, our performance, I think, at uh, Road America, we found some great stuff and uh, had a great race day. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I think we, we should be pretty pretty strong. Mid-Ohio also seems to be special for several other reasons. One is you get an awful lot of fans who drive over from Indianapolis 
to watch you guys race. And the other is that a lot of the crew guys, instead of staying in hotels, they'll camp out and spend the whole weekend there. How important is that to be able to have a weekend like that? I've always said it was like IndyCar's weekend at camp. Yeah, it's good fun. I mean, we all stay at the track. I mean, obviously, you know, stay in our motorhome, but a lot of guys camp out and stuff. And we've got a lot of friends, family, and, and everything else that, that camp. And, you know, it's just a great environment. Um, special place. I strongly urge anybody who hasn't been to, to come check it out. It's, it's very different than most of the places that you go to. Um, so, for sure, I think it's a, it's a great place to, uh, to enjoy a race with the family. And like I've said a few times, you know, hopefully we can go get another win. When you joined the Champ Car Series, your teammate was Sebastian Bourdais. Your current teammate is Takuma Sato. Last year, they had a little bit of an incident after the first practice on Saturday. You knowing both of them extremely well, what did you think about that? And did you find a little bit of humor in, in seeing Takuma get that fired up over that? Yeah, I did. I did. Um, I did. But, you know, I mean, I think Bourdais has gotten on everybody's nerves this year. And, uh, you know, I've had a run-in with him, but I'm not the only. I think power, you know, a lot of these guys have had run-ins, and I think everybody's getting a little bit sick and tired of it. So, uh, but to see Takuma, of, of all people, you know, to jump up and, and go after him uh, was surprising. Um, but it's good, you know, the, the little guy's feisty, and so it was, uh, it was nice to uh, nice to see him show a little emotion. I just told him after, next time you're going to go over and, you know, think about throwing punches come grab me you know you're pretty small you're an easy target so you know and, and he's not you know even though he's Japanese he doesn't have his black belt or anything so he's gonna he's gonna need some help and it also kind of underscores the competitiveness of the series there's a lot of competition there's a lot on the line and more so than maybe any time since you've been in IndyCar it's not easy to go out there and win races and how much does that amp the competition level up Oh, it's tough. It's tough. I was looking today, and Bordet qualified second to last. I mean, come on. You know, he's got arguably, to me, the best uh, top two, three engineers in this whole place, Craig Hampson, and just shows you how competitive it is, though. You miss it. You miss it by a hair, and it's game over. So uh, it's tough. I mean, I don't know. Everywhere we go, I, you even look at the timesheets of Road America. Road America is such a big track. You look at the timesheets, and it's a tenth here, a tenth there, you know. A tenth separates four guys. Like this is four miles long. How is one tenth of a second separate that many people? But it continuously does. And finally, you look at the 2019 NTT IndyCar Series Championship. Very tight battle. Joseph Newgarden has a very small lead over Alexander Rossi. Three points. Rossi, very aggressive driver, but coming up fast is Simon Pagano, and behind him is five-time series champion Scott Dixon. How do you forecast what the rest of this championship is going to be like amongst those four drivers? I mean, to be very honest, I don't care. Um, you know, I just want to go win races, and we want to finish the best that we can. You know, I think that this year I'd be lying to you if I didn't say I think the Andretti's Andretti team has had the best cars all year. Yeah, Rossi shows that potential more than all the other drivers. But, you know, I mean, Herta's shown it too from time to time. And I think Andretti has the best cars. So, you know, frankly, to not be in the championship lead at this point is a little bit surprising. But, uh, you know, but Joseph's done a good job. They've had some really good strategy uh, that's put him. I mean, think about Texas. He was 
running 11th or 12th. Next time I saw him, he's leading. It was a complete shocker to me, but, uh, you know, but they, 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 they've, they've pulled through as team Penske always does. And so, uh, you know, it's going to be a tight battle. I think it's got to be between those two guys. And I think tomorrow night at Iowa, uh, could really show a lot, you know, cause it can, it can change that gap in a hurry based on, you know, one person slip up or not. But you're also building something pretty good here at Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing. How good do you think the two of you can come back in 2020? I know that you definitely want to be in the thick of that battle. I, yeah, I mean, I hope we're really strong. I think our guys have done a great job. We're going to continue to work hard at this. And, um, you know, hopefully we don't see any changes going for, forward from a sponsorship perspective. Things are going great. So, uh, yeah, we just need to put it all together. Graham Rahal, driver of the number 15 Honda at Rahal Letterman Lanigan Racing. Thank you for joining us today on the Honda IndyCar Report. Thank you. Today's Honda IndyCar Report was brought to you by Honda. With Scott Dixon's 2018 NTT IndyCar Series Championship, it gave Honda another title to celebrate. Four of Dixon's five IndyCar Championships have come with Honda Power. It's also Honda's fifth IndyCar Series Championship in the past 10 seasons. And when Dixon isn't driving a Honda on the racetrack, he drives a Honda on the streets. Find out why winners like five-time IndyCar Series champion Scott Dixon choose Honda by checking out the tremendous line of Honda vehicles at Honda.com or by visiting your local Honda dealer. And be sure to follow all the IndyCar action on the NTT IndyCar mobile app including exclusive content from me, Bruce Martin, available for download now, so check it out in your app store.